We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. All right. Thank you for joining the ESBC uh, NFL Bending Podcast. The purpose of the podcast is to make me money. I say that because so many people are gaslighting you, lying to you. The debt ceiling, that's already, that's fixed, right? The debt ceiling on politics in Washington is more fixed than the WWE, right? So you're being lied to, gaslighted, so are we. I know my parents gaslighted and lied to me about the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus, neither of which exist. So I keep it real, as real as possible. Like Van Halen said, you got to roll with the punches just to get to what's real. So we, we, get, we cut through all the BS and we focus on results. In my corporate life, now that I'm on my own businesses and stuff, I hated meetings, right? So I keep meetings short and they always have to have two things. Have an MBA, securities licenses, clients, $15 million above. You have to have a purpose and an outcome. We know what the purpose is to make money. The outcome is last week, we were way we were over like 70% first games. We ended it up in the high 60%. We've made $19,000 using business and financial concepts to make decisions, right? To monetize these games, highest and best use of your time. So you're just gonna spend 12 hours watching football, right? You have to monetize. So you don't need a stimulus. So you don't need money from Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren, right? So it's the purpose and the outcome. Two years consistently has to be, if you're gonna have a business, it has to be scalable, right? And it has to be consistent. Two years, 65% and over. My wife hasn't bought gasoline since 2011. It hasn't been betting money or an expensive purse. So that's the purpose and the outcome. We teach decision science. The same way you make a decision about a football game, same way you pick a stock or an investment. And in my business life, 90% of business consultants have no idea what they're doing. So I call that part of the business, business concierge. And I tell all my clients, if you're the smartest, toughest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. That's why we got Scott from New England and we got uh, Chan Nolan, right? Starting wide receiver and starting safety for your Las Vegas Knights Arena League. And his brother is now on the secondary watch for the Heisman. He's 3-0 and as a starter for your Oregon State Beavers who went in and destroyed USC on Saturday. <laughs> so we, we know our football here, and we give you information you're not going to get anywhere else. We can give you a higher percentage against the spread betting on these games that you're not going to get anywhere else. All right? So, guys, how are you feeling tonight? Scott and uh, Chad. I feel great. I mean, great week last week. Um, happy not satisfied, want to get another one of these 70% weeks. So 
you know, I've done a lot more research than, than I even did last week's and, and I'm ready to go. Fired up, ready to go. So right on. How about you, Chad? Man, same thing. I'm excited. I think we're gonna have another great week. Uh, I'm excited to hear what you guys think and what you guys have come to with all your research, and it always helps me. And I think just all together, we got something good going here. Let's keep it going. Nice. We got something good, and we're gonna keep it going. All right. So first game we're gonna look at. Well, actually. Got to help Scott out a little bit. Uh, yesterday, we had our Hawthorne Effect podcast. Whatever you track and you me- and you measure, you can improve its performance by uh, ten to twenty percent. So we did Hawthorne Effect the week before. It was really good. Yesterday it was really good. What games did you get wrong that you should have gotten right? Uh, for example, mine, one of the big ones was Thursday night. I overestimated the ability of Davis Mills to be able to read basic uh, defenses. And uh, he didn't do so. I needed just one play from him. And he didn't get it. But instead of saying, oh, that's bad luck, I put it on me. I'm responsible. I accountable. I thought wrong on that pick. It should have been with you guys, right? And boom, that's my 70% right there. I would have gotten 70% uh, versus the percentage we got, which was in the high 60s. And we're 62% for the year, uh, about $19,000 in profit. What was your game last week, Scott? You got wrong, but you should have gotten right. I'm looking at two. I'm looking at the, the Patriots game, and I'm looking at the Seattle game. I mean, we even said it, Go, you know, as we talked it through that we couldn't see Minnesota going 0-3. And, and we also said we couldn't see Seattle going 1-2. But Minnesota, first home game, was was fired up to play. Right. Um, didn't have Dalvin Cook. And sometimes when you don't have your superstar, teams rally and, and come together. Right. And, and that's exactly what happened last week. So um, Seattle just just – their defense just is not what I thought it was going to be which was a little bit better. Um, and teams are, teams are throwing on them. Teams are running on them. Madison went crazy last week on them. So that that's the game right there that stands out to me. It, you know, I, you know, Zimmer, you right. know, got them, got them ready to go. Um, defensively, um, they played phenomenal. Um, you know, and the Patriots game, you know, the Patriots are, are, are not a consistent team right now in terms of, you know, Mac Jones, the rookie quarterback, they're not asking him to do a lot. And when they get down in games like that, he's got to do a lot. And he's not prepared to do as much as, you know, in those situations because he's handing the ball off the right. majority of the time. So when the game rests in his hands, it has to rest in his hands, um, they're not as successful. When they can't run the ball and play defense against teams like they did against the Jets in week two, they're not as successful. So those, those two games right there stick out to me um, in terms of in terms of misses and also when teams struggle the week before they're going to come back with a vengeance that next week so um, you got to look at teams that struggled the week before and, and see what you know who they're playing uh, what the defensive schemes are and stuff like that so those two games right there stuck out to me big right now that we're getting to week four you got to start looking at uh, regression to the mean 
and recency bias. Right? It works, it works both ways. And checking your own thinking, right? Uh, you know, the George Floyd thing with uh, unconscious bias. Sometimes you have conscious biases and unconscious biases when you're making these picks. And you got to check them. That's what the Hawthorne effect does. And uh, we were high 50s, we still made money. That's 20 weeks in a row on the podcast of profit. Phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah it's, incri- it's crazy, right? And we got it documented. You can listen to the past uh, podcast. Listen, if you've been to podcasts, you will have an MBA. It's more valuable than the one in Warren because you have practical advice. Me being able to run successful businesses by the grace of God for the last uh, 30 years, man. I'm getting old. All right. Thursday night. Uh, I am two and four on Thursday nights. I think you guys are better. So we're three and three on Thursday night as a consensus podcast picks. Uh, this is a game. Uh, Jacksonville plus eight at the Bengals. Over under is 46. Uh, I, I picked Jacksonville last week. You can't. There's a big uh, uh, controversy, right? There's a big difference of opinion whether you can predict turnovers or not. I always defer to football players like uh, Chad played in college football, high-level college football, played in the Arena League, played in the CFL. We'll see him in the NFL. You know, can you predict turnovers, right? And Chad says you can't. And I don't think you can either. Teams have good ball security. You can't predict turnovers. But you can got to mitigate people who are uh, turnover prone. And right now, Trevor Lawrence, the speed of the game is it's not. It's same thing with Mac Jones. Yep. Same thing with Zach Wilson. The, the, the speed of the game is too fast for him right now. Exactly. Jacksonville had every opportunity to win that game. They were up. Started to run him, which was interesting. So, Ermeyer gonna run him if he has a lead, especially in the second half. But then he throws a horrible pick six. So, every single game is throwing a pick six, and that's a 14 point switch right there. Uh, so, Cardinals, uh, Denver, uh, all the teams that played young quarterbacks, all they did was sit back in zone, Cowboys. Sit back in zone and wait for the rookie quarterback to make a mistake. And they did, right? And all three games, they covered. Uh, the question is here is Trevor Lawrence going to learn enough to cover those plus eight? The Bengals aren't world leaders. The only thing they have is uh, Joe Mixon, right? Uh, Burrow, uh, I remember I, I tell the story of. I knew a guy was in an NFL front office and knew Marvin Lewis. And he told me, man, Marvin Lewis does 15 jobs because it's such a cheap organization. So uh, the head coach is also the head of scouting. <laughs> and he's also the offensive coordinator. And he's kind of thrown a lot of that on Joe Burrow's lap. 
right? To be able to audible when he wants, uh, have part of the offense like he's Brady, but he's not Brady. He's Joe Burrow, second year in the league. So this gives Jacksonville's defense that has to play well an opportunity. What do you think, guys? Can Trevor Lawrence improve, or is he still behind the curve here? Can throw another big interception on Thursday night, and usually home teams on Thursday night cover the, the spread. Except for last week. <laughs> Except for last week. Um, no, but it went under. It went under for sure. Um, and I see an under for this game for sure too. I, I don't think there's going to be no. simply because I I want to I want to pick Jacksonville, but I I just can't based on they were in control of that game. They were ahead in control of that game, and then they made mistakes. And now it's a short turnaround. They're traveling to Cincinnati. It's going to be a little cooler than they're used to. Right. Um, you know, I don't know if that'll work in their favor or not. Uh, you know, I, I think they're going to need this 10 days after this game. I, I think Cincinnati's defense is underrated. I think it's pretty good. Um, I think they're playing very well right now. Um, and I think their offense is doing just enough. I think this is going to be a huge Joe Mixon game. I think he's just going to run and run and run. He did it last year. I think he's going to do it again. I'm picking Cincinnati, and I'm picking the under. I think Cincinnati's going to cover that eight, um, and they're going to. It's going to be the under because I, I don't think Jacksonville is going to score a lot of points. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to make some mistakes, and it's going to. It's costly when when you throw a pick six, it changes the momentum of the game right. so much, so much. Um, Arizona scored 14 points in like what 30 seconds last week, and that changed the game, and that that forced Jacksonville to do things they didn't want to do. So I like Cincinnati and I like the under in this game. I like the under as well. I'm going to go Jacksonville because I think he's going to be playing paranoid in this game. Uh, He has like three pick sixes, three games in a row. (laughs) So four games in a row, I think he's going to be paranoid. Then they're going to let him throw. Someone's going to be like uh, Hoya Paranoia. Remember that? Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, George Thompson let, let the guys shoot. And then uh, we were talking about this before. You see the book in the back, Refuse to Lose. The Puerto Rican, I can say that because I'm Cuban, right? Puerto Rico, Cuba, one bird, two wings, a lot of Puerto Rican friends. That don't mean anything, buddy. But there was a Puerto Rican guard, right? The first John Calipari team <laughs> who was not allowed to shoot. It was the first uh, Calipari team that was pretty shit. Puerto Rican guy would shoot. I don't think they're going to throw the ball very much. It has to be a very safe. Uh, very safe pass, and Urban Meyer is his own special teams coach that had special teams touchdowns, so I think they're going to get good field precision and kick the field goal. Uh, Burrow and them, they're going to play zone, and if they get a turnover playing zone like that, uh, they have a chance with Burrow the way he did against Chicago, where he threw that big interception, pick six, sitting back, playing zone on the young quarterback, waiting for him, to make a mistake. So I think Jacksonville is going to lose, you know, 14-10, 17-13, right? Uh, good special teams because Urban Meyer's coaching them. Uh, so that's my pick. So what's the tiebreaker, Shad? Man, you guys are starting off tough for me already. Um, man, this one is – 
man, it's a tough one. I mean, they put it over that key number, um, you know, which, which puts, me, puts me on leaning toward right. Jacksonville. You know, I just – Cincinnati's definitely going to win the game. Um, that, that eight points is, is kind of a lot. You know, I don't know. This being a primetime game – I could see maybe, you know, special teams touchdowns, a couple safe plays, um, you know, that pick six, the turnover, that it maybe can get a little high scoring and get close to getting over that 46. Um, man, this is... And the numbers might change, right? We always talk about fundamental analysis, like technical yeah, analysis. No. I think I expect the way things have been going lately to that number to be around 10 at kickoff. Yeah, I mean, that's, what I, that's what I was just about to do. I think where the number's at, and as it's going up, I'm going to wait and then take Jacksonville plus eight, plus nine. Plus 10, um, get it to that key number of 10. Plus yeah, 10. And, yeah, probably. And then under 46. Yeah. I'm going to go, ja I'm going Jacksonville. Plus eight, plus nine, under the 46. All right. So, ESB podcast consensus is Jacksonville with whatever it closes on tomorrow night, late night. There's a lot of action in that hour, right? I mean, whatever online sports book you use, BetMGM, Nevada, uh, FanDuel, uh, DraftKings. There's always a lot of movement. But you see where we're trending at. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, and and uh, Scott got a middle once. So you might right now, if you can get, let's say, uh, the Bengals at seven and then come back tomorrow night and it flies up, up to 11, take Jacksonville at 11. Absolutely. And the under. Absolutely. Two out of three is 66%. 52.5% is break even. And remember, that's why 70% for us is so important because we're getting margins. Margins. Yep. Like Aldo, the fighter pilot, the Italian fighter pilot, used to come into the restaurant. He invented a form of plastics. You can look it up, Alp South. They used to come to my restaurant and give me free business advice. And Josh, he said, what's important is the margins. <laughs> he says, I, I make prosthetic for 50 cents and sell it to the hospital for 8000 The margins are what is important. That's what's important here. The margin between 52.5% and 70 that's why 65% over a whole season picking all the games using uh, the literal FINRA Series 7 test that I had to take and pass definition arbitrage. Um, uh, simultaneously buying 10 or more stocks in the same sector to take advantage of a market inefficiency. And that's what we do here. Uh, nobody's ever gotten rich using technical analysis. People have gotten rich selling technical analysis like David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers. But people have gotten rich. Normal, regular guys have gotten rich using fundamental analysis and taking advantage of market interfaces. And that's how we've been picking games, a high percentage, making uh, more money than the average guy makes in Haiti, <laughs> betting on games. That's where I get my survival guilt. All right. But 
hey, all the picks we give for free. You don't have to buy picks. <laughs> and we teach you how to make picks. All right. That's how we're giving back. That's how we're dealing with our survival guilt. We do mental health first aid kids here, too. Financial first aid kids. Yeah. <laughs> we're giving you everything we got. All right. So we got that Thursday night. How about uh, the Washington Redskins? They were figuring out against the horrible Falcons. The Falcons were favorite minus one. And the over under is 48. Uh, the Falcons have looked horrible, even in their win. I think the Redskins, uh, they want to get better a little bit at a time. Short-term uh, uh, salesmen, people sell you stuff. Bad ones and, and drug dealers, right? They think short-term. Businessmen and women think long-term. So Jack Del Rio, defense coordinator. Uh, Nor, uh, Norville, uh, I forgot his name. He was, used to be uh, the head coach of San Diego. Uh, his son. Schottenheimer? His offensive coordinator. Um, he used to be the offensive coordinator for the Super Bowl teams in Dallas, too. North Turner. North Turner, his son, Scott Turner, is the offensive coordinator. So there's long-term thinking, get a little bit better each week, right? And then be good at the end. Uh, they gave up a lot of points to Buffalo, understandable, on the road. Uh, big turnover that made the spread go crazy. Uh, if you live in the past, you die in the past. I've been in the past with the Redskins picking uh, these unders because of that defensive prowess. I think they're going to outsmart the Falcons enough to get the win. I love the quarterback in Washington. He's a natural. He's from a small school where the man can play. Should have been starting a long time ago. Just as the whole country knows that his Chad's brother would have been starting from the beginning in Oregon State, there'll be 4 0 right now. Thinking, at least dreaming of the playoffs. That kid should have been starting before uh, Fitzpatrick and last year before Haskins. Man, what a disaster was that? So, for that and many other reasons, I'm going Redskins on the money line over the 48. What do you think, Scott? Atlanta is so bad. <laughs> so bad. I watched a lot of that game last week. Um, he's not throwing the ball down the field at all. They're dumping the ball off. That's why Cordero Patterson is is the um, has the effect on the offense that he does. Right. Um, I think Washington, Washington's going to win this game. I, I can't I can't fathom unless they let Calvin Ridley go crazy. I can't fathom them losing losing this game um, and going to one and three. Uh, I think Heineke's a, a a really solid quarterback. I think he's very good. I think he know he has a grasp of the offense. I think he gets the ball where it needs to be. He runs when he needs to run. Um, so I like Washington on the shoulders of Heineke, um, getting the ball to McLaurin and Gibson. I think is going to have his breakout game this week. Um, so I see Washington winning. I see the the under two because I don't think I think this is the game the defense finally shows up and plays well for, for Washington. And I, I think that Atlanta is going to have all kinds of problems with their front four in the pass rush. So, and Matt Ryan's not a mobile quarterback and he seems to regressing right. in the wrong direction every game that he plays. So 
Um, I think Washington wins wins it pretty easily. I think they win by two touchdowns for sure. So you think it's going over the forty eight? No, I think it's going to stay under the forty eight. It might be like forty one or forty two, but I think it's going to stay under there. I think it's going to be like a twenty eight to thirteen type of game, something like that. But yeah, uh, I can't see Atlanta. <clears throat> I can't see Atlanta going up and down the field on Washington this week. I just can't see it. So I like Washington in the and the under. Right. It's kind of two defensive minded coaches. You think you talked me into that to that under under 48 because I can see this game kind of just devolving into like a run. Yep. Run fast between both teams. Kind of like the Giants game last week. Yeah, I could see Washington getting up and then taking the air out of the ball by running it with Gibson too. I, I think and getting trying to get out of Atlanta with the win. So I'd see that happening as well in that game. Right. What do you think, Chad? Yep. Yeah, I'm, I, I think Washington just take one on the money line and get like 120. Uh, they're going to win the game, eat by a touchdown or two, and then yeah, I think under 48 is the right side. I think uh, both these offenses are like are okay. I think Washington can kind of control. Um, uh, yeah, so Washington money line under 48 for me. All right. So the consensus pick is Washington Redskins on the money line, right? Uh, under 48, the consensus pick. Next game is your Detroit Lions. Plus four at the Chicago Bears at Justin Fields. Uh, I think this is a little recency bias as the Lions didn't score a lot of points last week, but I think uh, Swift in the running game they have uh, can get going and that can open up the deep ball for golf for them to score some points. Uh, golf is a more experienced quarterback. And the Bears' defense has been on the field way too long. And I see when Mac gets a sack or makes a good play tackle for loss, immediately he goes to the trainer and he has some injury and he goes to the locker room. He's like, okay, I've made enough to, to keep my contract. I'm going to rest because if I stay on here, I'm going to be on the field forever. There's going to be three and out city. Uh, There's an opportunity for Detroit. Uh, and, and before I go to Scott, did you guys hear about Chad or Scott about the, the divorce case of the 17-year-old girl in, in Detroit? No. So what happened was uh, they're in divorce court, and the judge goes to the girl, um, you know, who do you want to live with, your mom or your dad? How about your mom? Usually it goes to your mom. 17-year-old girl said that, uh, no, I don't want to live uh, with my mom. She's abusive. Every time I want to go out with my boyfriend during school night, she stops me. And then the judge goes, well, do you want to live with your dad? Said, well, my dad does the same thing. Every time I have a date with my boyfriend, uh, he stops me from going out with my boyfriend. He said, well, do you want to live with an aunt? She's like, no, I want to live with the um, 
Detroit Lions defense because they can't stop anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I see this game going over, oh. and uh, I see the Lions covering. They should win. They got uh, the more veteran team, and that's a tired Chicago Bear defense. What do you think, guys? This is one of those built-in wins for Detroit. I mean, uh, I think they can they can beat Chicago. Um, I think they'll definitely cover, and I I do see an offensive shootout to per se as much as Detroit can offensive shootout a game. Um, I think this is going to be a big week for Hawkinson and Swift. I think Detroit's going to going to get them the ball. As you said, the Bears defense has been on the field way too long because there's too many three and outs for Chicago. But I don't see that this week. I see up and down the field. Um, so I like the Lions this week. I think the Lions are going to win their first game. Too too much snake bitten. 66-yard field goal, they lose. You know, high-scoring game against San Francisco, they lose that. So, um, And they were in the, the game with Green Bay at halftime too. So I think Detroit wins, and I think it goes over. So. So we got two overs in Detroit, maybe Detroit on the money line. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. I, I like Detroit a lot in this game. Um, I mean, I think I think Goff's going to outperform Fields. I think the Lions is the built-in win for them. Um, definitely see a higher scoring. 42 is a low number. I like over that. Um, and even if, it's, you know, it's, it could be a blowout Detroit. You know, Fields throws two pick sixes or puts one on the ground late. Um, gives us an over there. So, yeah, Detroit. Um, and then uh, what were we at? Plus three, Detroit plus three, and then over 42. Right. So, the consensus podcast pick is the Detroit Lions plus four, over 42. And consider that money line. Uh, Lions. And, and I'll, give, I'll give you one yeah. more thing with that, too, is the Chicago coach, the head coach, has given Fields no confidence at all. Well, when Dalton's healthy, he's going to start. Well, we'll see who's starting this Sunday. He's never come out and said that Fields is his starter. So if that guy's got no confidence, I, I could see why. So that's the other thing, too, with that. Right. Okay. All right. So the next game is the game should be boring. I definitely see the under 46. Is the Jets are the Jets at home or are the Titans at home? The Jets are at home. That it's at the New York. Jets are at home. Yep. Um, uh, the Jets are at home. Hold on for me one second. It's crazy clients.
The Jets are at home, plus eight points against the Titans. Uh, I think the Titans are going to play close to the best. They're not going to show much in games like this. Uh, it's a regression to the mean. It's over a touchdown. Uh, Jets are going to play very conservative. and probably lose this game 20 to 13, right? And cover the eight points and have a good one. What do you think, Scott? I'm in full agreement. I think um, I think Tennessee is going to run the ball with Derrick Henry, and I don't think they're going to throw many passes. I don't think you're going to see A.J. Brown this week, and I Julio is on the injured list too, so if they don't have either one of them, you definitely know where this game is going. It's, it's going to be a run first, run second, run last. Um, right. So the under's go, the under's going for sure because Tennessee's going to control the ball, control the right. line of scrimmage, and uh, you know 20, 20 to 10, 20 to 13, somewhere in that ballpark, 23-13. Um, you know that that's my thoughts. And the Jets are going to have to throw the ball uh, to play catch up a little bit, um, and that doesn't always bode well for them. But maybe Zach Wilson's learned a couple of things in the last couple of weeks, so. Um, you know, big revenge game for Corey Davis for them, them as well. So I think he's going to have a big game for them. Um, and I, I agree with you. I like the uh, Jets and the under this week. Nice. What do you think, Chad? Well, I agree on the under 100%. I love the under 44. Um, I don't know. I think Tennessee is going to win this game by a touchdown. So I got, I got minus six and a half for minus one twenty. I'm gonna go with Tennessee minus six and a half under forty four. All right. And what was your pick, Scott? Uh, Jets and under. I got. I'm with you on so, that. All right. So the ESBC Sports Betting Podcast, NFL Betting Podcast, the consensus pick is the Jets. Under 46 with uh, the Ruth Gator Ginsburg on that pick, right? She always descended. <laughs> Ruth Gator Ginsburg is going to be chat on that. <laughs> All right. So the next uh, pick is the finish texting the client is Cleveland Browns, right? There are they're the away team against the Vikings, which are the home team. And it is plus two Vikings over under 52. What do you think, Scott? I would um, I would think this is going over. This is a sneaky over game. Um, Vikings have shown propensity to score points. Um, they've, they've scored 24, 33, and 30. Four, I think last week. So they've showed a propensity to score. Uh, they're, they're going up a class and playing against the defense. The Browns are pretty good. Um, right. So their defense is pretty good. I, for some reason, I just like the Vikings and the over in this game. I think they got some confidence last week. Dalvin Cook is coming back this week. He practiced today in full. 
um, limited a full, I'm not sure, but he practiced today. Um, so while he's coming back. I think, um, I think that'll, that'll take some pressure off cousins to throw the ball. Um, I don't see Minnesota getting down big in this game because Cleveland's propensity is to run the ball and take some time off. So I think Cleveland's going to have to make some plays in the passing game with, with Odell Beckham to, to win this game. I just have this funny feeling. It's one of those games where, where Minnesota is, is going to win this game. Um, and the, and the game is going to be like a 34, 31 type of game. So that that's where I stand with it. I think Cleveland's going to run the ball. They're going to do what they do best. Um, but I think they're going to have to pass, make some passes to, to win the game. And I just don't think they can. I think Minnesota is going to, going to be able to, to sustain and win and win. So I would go Minnesota and the over. High number, but I think it'll 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 get there. Yeah. So just to be conservative, I'm gonna go plus three by the number. But plus two, that's pretty good too. Over the 52. I think the edge is uh Callahan's a great offensive line coach for the Browns, and Zimmer's a great uh defensive coach being able to stop the run. And he'll be able to do that enough for yeah. The Vikings cover, and you know, I don't like Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is more experienced than Baker Mayfield is at this point. And the Vikings defense is not intimidated by the Browns offense. And the Browns defense, other than their pass rush, uh, they've, been, they've been getting pretty toasted, except for uh, Fields in Chicago, and that was because they're not very good. What right. do you think, guys? Yeah, I uh, I'm all over Minnesota this one. Got it completely right. Um, they, man, they, they got weapons with Justin Jefferson and Thielen. Um, they can move the ball, like you said. Kirk Cousins does have good experience. I like uh, I like both teams to move the ball pretty well up and down the field. Um, this game goes over, and I like Minnesota to win the game. Yeah. Are you going to pick the money line or are you going to take the plus two, plus three? No, I'm going to take plus two for sure, possibly buy it up to plus three. Maybe wait and see if some favorite money can drive Cleveland up a little bit. Uh, try to get key number three, three and a half for Minnesota. Um, right. Probably won't take the money line. Right. Just because I don't trust them. <laughs> Big time. So remember the key number to three, uh, seven. 14, 21. So if you get a chance, because we're bidding so many games, we're using uh, the correct definition of that arbitrage, uh, play it conservatively. Remember, salesmen think short-term, uh, businessmen and women think long-term. So that's why you would buy a point if the numbers are, are, are good and you're not getting uh, taking advantage of the numbers. Next game we're going to look at is Carolina at Dallas. Dallas is minus four. Over under is 51. Uh, Matt Rule is a Penn State zone defensive guy. Smart guy, so he understands the analytics that David Tepper, the owner, also wants to be the general manager because he's using a lot of analytics 
to compensate for his lack of pure football knowledge. He thinks he can put over a staff like he did a brokerage house. So he's putting together a really good staff. He did a great job. I am impressed with Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator. Very creative in the plays that he comes up with. Uh, this game is going to go under the, the 51. And uh, Dallas has a Super Bowl winning coach, McCarthy. He's been taking notes while he's out. Uh, they're being very strategic, every team they play for. And I think they've been good at getting turnovers. They got a lot of turnovers from uh, Hertz. I think they'll turn over uh, turnover prone. He's been turnover prone his whole life from his time at USC, right, where he beat out the guy we had a podcast with, Max Brown, um, all the way up into the, the pros, up until the last three games. He almost had a couple of turnovers last week. He had one a week before. It's always good for one turnover. That's enough for Dallas to cover the spread. And this is going to be under that 51 now. I think uh, Dallas started establishing the running game last week, that big offensive line, and played that zone. That, for the most part, is going to be under. The average score of an NFL game historically is um, 45. Lines of 51, way above that. So I'm going to go Dallas. Uh, I'm going to buy it down to the three. So I'm going to say Dallas minus three under 51. What do you think, Scott? So teams play defense against Dallas in two different ways. First, Tampa Bay played defense against them by trying to stop taking the run away from them. And Dak almost won that game. Then the next two opponents decided, okay, we're going to, we're going to stop Dak and we're going to let them run the ball. And Dallas won the game. I think Carolina is going to want Dak to beat them. And I, I think Dallas is going to win this game. Um, I think it's going to be under the 51 because I think Carolina's defense is pretty good. I think Dallas's defense is very underrated, like Cincinnati's. So I could see a 27-14 game here. I could see a 27-21 game. Uh, I do think Donald, Donald's going to turn the ball over a couple times. I think uh, Carolina's undefeated season is going to come to an end. I think Dallas is on a roll. I think they they could be one of the top three or four teams in the NFC for sure this year. They have they have a lot of lot of weaponry across the board. So I like Dallas in the under. I, I think it's going to be under, and and I think Dallas is going to put up enough points to cover the spread and win. So hundred percent. What what do you think, uh, Chad? Yeah, you guys are totally right. I agree. Dallas minus four. Uh, by the point, get him, yeah, key number three. Um, and I think, yeah, what we saw with Dallas running the ball last week, I like that game to go under the 50 and a half with the McCaffrey injury as well. I think it's going to slow down Donald and Carolina's offense. Um, so, yeah, like like Dallas minus the points under the 50, 51. 100%. So the consensus ESBC podcast pick. It's Dallas minus three by that point. Get it to a key number. Uh, under 51. Next game is your New Orleans Saints against the horrible Giants. And uh, 
fundamental analysis, you look at corporate governance and everybody's getting a clock judge for making horrible decisions, horrible decision last week against uh, the Falcons that cost him a game. Uh, he got in a fight with an assistant coach last year and then fired him, right? A fist fight. So that shows you that he lacks emotional control. When you're making decisions from the amygdala reptilian part of your brain, don't make good decisions. Like my mom used to say, emotions are liars. Now, starting quarterback from New Orleans has the same problems. He has impulse control problems. Uh, and those people who have impulse control problems, as quarterbacks, throw a lot of interceptions, have a lot of problems. Uh, Jameis Winston, he raped a girl in college. He steals from the grocery store. And then he fondled an Uber driver already four years in the league, right? Shows that he hasn't learned anything. He hasn't had to pay any consequences for his uh, horrible behavior. That's why he threw 30 interceptions last year, time he was a starting quarterback with the Bucks. Then you say, well, what's his important in sports betting? Well, on the average, he's good for that turnover we're talking about and not covering spreads. Uh, because of that, uh, 95% of people cannot change. So change is really hard. And there's a chart, and I'll put it in the episode notes, of how you change. And temporary change, some people can do, but then it's a maintenance. Sean Payton doesn't really trust Jameis Winston. It's been a very controlled uh, playbook, just focusing on the things he can do over and over again on practice. That's why I'm going under the 42, and we're going to see this line, right? If it balloons again like the other game, balloons to plus 10, plus 11, I'm going to go with the Giants. Still at plus 8 kind of tells you that the people, Vegas, if you will, kind of like the Giants because they put it past that key number. So I'm going to go Giants plus the 8. And then Sean uh, Payton is one of those coaches that saves his best plays for uh, – Division games. So he, he feels that he can play basic football and beat the bad roster of the Giants. So I wouldn't be shocked if this is a 20 to 14 game, which the Giants uh, cover. Giants cover and it stays under the 42 points. What do you think, Scott? I'm going to be contrarian on this. And the only reason I'm going to be contrarian is because. Sterling Shepard might be out. He has a hamstring injury. Right. Darius Slayton, he might be out. He has a hamstring injury. A home opener for the Saints after the hurricane. They're going right. back to New Orleans. They played in Jacksonville week one. They're going back to New Orleans. Crowd's going to be amped up like crazy. I don't think the Giants going to be able to handle it. I think the game is going to fall on offense for the Giants on Daniel Jones. He just doesn't have the weapons. Galladay's banged up too. He's got a hip injury. So they're right. banged up across the board. Right. Um, I don't see the Giants scoring a lot of points. I think the Saints, Saints are going to dominate. I think they're going to become very vanilla on offense. I think they're going to run the ball a ton. I don't think – I think they're going to take the game out of James's hands. I think Kamara is going to be a huge, huge factor in this game. I see something like a, a 28 to seven, a 28 to three game in favor of New Orleans. So I'm picking New Orleans and I'm, I'm staying on the under. I don't, I don't think it's going over as right now, plus eight, but if it gets to plus 11 and plus 12, 
I might rethink it, but I think New Orleans is going to win this game pretty handily with all those circumstances factored in. But uh, you agree on the under? Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the, the Giants starting wide receivers could be C.J. Board, Kadarius <laughs> Tony, and Kenny Galladay, who's banged up. And I right. can't see that offense succeeding at, at all. I think they'll, they'll key on Barkley. They'll shut him down. They'll make the Giants try to beat him with the pass. And I just don't think the Giants can do it this week. So, But uh, it's going to be the under. But I, I'm going to take New Orleans in this. All right. And uh, is Barkley going to be hurt? Well, Barkley is healthy as far as I know. But the one thing is, as Chad has talked about before, John Ross got taken off the uh, inact- the IR. So he might play this week. Okay. You know, they might need him. So that speed could cause trouble. But I, I don't think – I don't see the Giants um, putting up a lot of points. But Saquon's healthy. I think he's going to get shut down. I just don't – I think New Orleans' whole defensive plan is stop Saquon. And make Daniel Jones beat us. So they're gonna load the box. Load the box. Yeah, you convinced me on that, right? You convinced my conspiratorial mind. First home game after uh, the hurricane. Uh, they're gonna get the calls from the refs, right? Like USC got. So I'll go Saints minus eight under forty-two. It's gonna be a banged-up team, non-division game. Right. Yep. yep. Uh, so yeah, Saints all the way minus eight, under forty-two. Scott has convinced me. What do you think, Chad? It's Chad. It's on the road to Corvallis to see uh, his brother play the Washington Huskies. Minus three, but you can't bet your own team. So we're just gonna watch. My line, I got I got the Saints at minus seven and a half. I'm gonna buy them down to minus seven, get them at that key number. And then uh yeah, I like under 42. You guys are on the under, right? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, all day. Saints think they win that game by a touchdown, man. Um, Giants are banged up, think they'll control the game. Um, corporate governance, I like Sean Payton to it's kind of a built-in win right. on the schedule for the Saints with this home game. Um, I, I like I like them to get it done. Win by ten to ten points, two touchdowns. So yeah, there we go. Saints. Yeah, that's what convinced me. First home game. Uh, yeah, you use that, and the fact that the Giants roster is in the greatest. That that building is almost going to be like when they played the Atlanta Falcons a few years ago after Katrina. Right. That building right. is going to be amped up completely. So. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. Big time stress release. Yep. Uh, also, predominantly African-American city after George Floyd's first home game. Yep. Uh, not for nothing, but all the, all the whole teams have covered all, all those games under those circumstances. So, the consensus, ESGC, NFL betting consensus pick is Saints, Minus the eight or the seven, buy it to get it off that key number because you never know under the 42. And really, I think all the Giants games has gone under, and I think most of the Saints games have gone under as well. 
the Washington game didn't go under. That went over. That right. That's the only right. one. That's the only one. Right. And they were just hitting. They were get, killing those Washington corners deep. Yep. Yep. And they hit everyone. Next game is. Let me know if I have this right, Scott. Eagles at home. Yep. Plus. Eagles are at home. Plus seven points against Andy Reid, who uh, went to the hospital after last game. Yep. He says he's fine. His son isn't fine. He's in jail for killing people with a car full of drugs and drunk. Uh, great job, man. He's making a million dollars as an assistant coach. Yep. Yeah, I think that has to be on his mind. Got another reason he can last last week. The over-under is 55. Uh, home dog. I like home dogs. I'm going to go Eagles plus eight under 55. I don't, I think the Eagles have to keep everything in front of me. Them, I know that uh, last week Kansas City did not cover because they turned over the ball twice in the first half, and Mahomes was ineffective. He usually is not. Uh, Tyreek Hill over the middle, they punched the ball out. Um, I don't think that happens this week, but Andy Reid is Andy Reid. Let's say he has a lead late in the fourth quarter by four points. He's going to run out the clock. Pin deep if he has to, or just take a knee and run out the clock. So I'm going Eagles. Again, I'm going to take him past that key number. Salesman thinks short-term men and business men, businessmen and women think long-term. We're going to buy it off the key number. Go Eagles plus eight under 55. What do you think, Scott? So, Andy Reid in revenge game. Right. Uh, Coached the Eagles for a number of years. Um, So, he's going home, obviously. Um, Chiefs have not looked like the Chiefs this year at all. For whatever yeah. reason it may be, they they have just looked sluggish out of the gate. I don't know if it's the Super Bowl loss hangover, um, but they haven't looked themselves. I think the Eagles can give them some problems on defense. I think the Eagles secondary is is decent enough. They can control Tyreek. Um, right. I'm definitely going the under. Uh, the Eagles looked really bad on Monday night. So I think they're going to run the ball. They didn't run the ball hardly at all against Dallas Monday night. Short week, I think they're going to go back to a vanilla game plan, run the ball, run the ball, make Kansas City stop them. Um, You know, Hurts had a great – I had a pretty good game, 326 yards last week. But I think they're going to run the ball, and I think that will shorten the game. And I think think the under is going to be in play. And I think Philly can have some success against them. So I, I I would take Philly and the under. I'm with you on that. So yeah, I think Chiefs are gonna win because it's a revenge game. Yeah. Howie Roseman is there. He's the one who backstabbed Andy Reid. Andy Reid, of course, hasn't forgotten. <laughs> right. Right. Wouldn't be shocked if he had held some things in his back pocket against the Chargers. He's not worried about them. And he just wants to get revenge on his Eagles and Howie Roseman next week. But Jalen Hurts, man, he killed them with a turnover, the pick six. He did. Uh, they were those were fifteen plays that were scripted. That second play, he didn't even read the defense. He just ran the script of the play. He stared down the receiver, and that was an easy pick. Where he did Dan Quinn, right? Yep. So 
he loses to Dan Quinn the week before, Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator. Now he has Bagnola, right? Super Bowl winning, uh, two times Super Bowl winning, three times. So because he won two with the Giants and he won one with Kansas City, Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator against a rookie, basically a rookie quarterback making his uh, ninth start. So Kansas City is going to win the game, but I don't think they're going to cover those eight points. And it's not going over 55 because uh, there's going to be a heavy running game for Kansas City once they get that lead on Hurts. And, and the, and the thing is, they ran the ball three times other than Hurts in the game against Dallas. Three times. You can't win games in the NFL running the ball three times in, in, in the game. You can't, just can't do it. And yeah. for whatever reason, that's what they did. And so I, I look for a major shift the other way in terms of them running the ball a lot. So. They have to, and uh, Kansas City is going to see those tendencies. The problem is Kansas City has a great defensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about their, their back. Their back end doesn't look that great. But they just play, sit back in zone, wait, wait for you to make mistakes. Exactly. So what do you think, Chad? Up there in Corvallis. Yeah, you guys asking me? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm right there with you guys. Philly plus seven and a half, getting the half point. Uh, I'd like the Chiefs to win the game. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, and I don't think it's going to get to the 55. I think we're going to see more of a, a grinded out win, lower scoring game. Um, so, yeah, Philly plus seven and a half, under 55 all day. I like those. Nice. Nice. 55 is just too many uh, points in this situation. An average uh, game is 45. Another game that has a high total over 45 is the tanking. Right now I can see the tanking. If they had Tyrone Taylor win that first game, defense is decent with Lovey Smith, but they're on the field way, way, way too long. And I talked about it on the Hawthorne effect. I think there are about the 32, I think I was wrong. I wasn't at 36. They were at that 32-yard line. And I think I sent a message to Scott on this because it was just a classic uh, coaching error mistake, right? We talk about corporate governance. They're, I think, second and four at 32, right? With Davis Mills not even able to read defenses like a high school quarterback. He wasn't even reading numbers. He was running to where – there was the extra numbers, four on the right, two on the left, and he was running towards the right. It's like, what are you doing? Exactly. Uh, you run it a couple times, and you kick the field. So what do they do? They pass it twice. Two incomplete passes. And instead of bringing in a field goal kicker, they decide to punt it. And I'm like, irregardless, Right. These are professional players. Right there, you're sending a message. And, Chad, let me know if, if uh, what are your thoughts on this because you play football. Um, you're sending a message to your kicker. You're sending three messages. You're sending a message to your kicker, 
that he sucks. You don't have any confidence in him because a pro kicker should be able to kick what? That's a 45-yard field goal. If you're in the NFL, you can kick a 45-yard field goal in optimal conditions in a dome, then what are you doing in the NFL? Exactly. B, you're showing no confidence in your quarterback at all. D, C, you're deflating your defense. You're like, oh, man, we got to go on the field again. So what happens? 14 play, they duping them deep, at least, because I hate when that happens, coaches do that, and the kicker kicks it into the end zone, right? So that would have been a net 12 yards. But at least this guy pinned them deep with Sam Darno against uh, uh, a pissed-off, deflated, tired Houston defense, 14 plays. Uh, 95 yards touchdown. So th- really, that's a 10 to 14. Well, let's call it because they weren't going to score a touchdown. They're always going to hit a field goal. Uh, 10 point swing, getting cover. So that's so, so. What do you think about? Am I seeing that scenario right, Chad? Just that yeah. swing defense. Yeah. No. No doubt. Um, no. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you're saying. Um, all right, so it's Bills at home, right? Plus 17, and the over under is 47. Makes sense of this, Scott. I I can't see Houston scoring more than a touchdown this game. I think right. Buffalo Buffalo's gonna it's it's gonna be a, a 38 to 7 game. It's gonna be ugly. It really, okay. really is. I mean, Buffalo put up in the 40s against Washington, who is much, much better defense than Houston is. Oh, right. So, 17 is a big number. It's a huge number, but Buffalo is going to cover that. I, I, I think Buffalo is going to win this game very easily. I think Buffalo's back. The last two weeks have showed that they're right. back. I think – I actually think Buffalo could could – Use the same game script as they use against Miami, 35 to nothing. I think they're going to become very vanilla in the second half. They're going to be up by so much. Um, well, yeah, McDermott's it's an Andy Reid guy. So it's going to yeah. be an Andy Reid game. Yep. You know, when Andy Reid has a good team, and it's going to be like the Miami game. Exactly. So, a, lot talent, a lot of depth. Right. So I think what's going to happen is, is, is the basic game plan is, okay, guys, do whatever you want in the first half. Let's get up on them big. And then we're gonna we're gonna run the ball and work on getting our running game improved for for the for the rest of the season. So um, I take Buffalo and the, the under. I don't think Houston's gonna score one seven points because I think Brandon Cooks is gonna get shut down by Tre'Davious White, and I don't think Mills has confidence in anybody else to 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 uh, to catch the ball or throw the ball. So I, I I see a really really bad game for Houston. This is not a good spot for them at all. So. Yeah, and you're traveling too. Yeah, it's traveling up to Buffalo. Up to yeah. Buffalo. That's never easy. Never easy. Yeah, and since they're tanking, really trying to lose on purpose. Uh, yeah. That's that's a mitigating factor as well. What do you think, Chad? Chad over there with the young college kids to be young again, to be Chad's age, going to a college game. Where uh, your brother is probably going to be in the Heisman, number one pick in the draft, twenty million dollars signing bonus. 
You know, does he want to go to Houston though? That's the question. <laughs> that's the question. That that's what we're gonna ask Chad. Chad, you there with us? All right, Chad's over there. Hey, sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm, my phone is. Hey, what? So, what do you guys? You guys are going with Houston plus sixteen? Is that what I heard? No, I'm no, going. I'm going way. with Buffalo. The other Buffalo. way, Buffalo. You guys, you guys are both going with Buffalo. Yeah, early season game. What do, we, uh, what do you guys have for the total? Uh, under forty-seven. Because I don't think I, I think McDermott wants to prove a point. He wants to win a Super Bowl. He's a defensive guy. So oh. The same way he didn't let Miami score, he's not going to let uh, Houston score, even if they had Tom Taylor. And he's, we Is Tyrod? He's projected to start. No, no, he's still on the injured list. I think he's. This is the last week. I think he's on the injured list. He can come back next week if he's healthy. Okay, yeah, I like that. I like Buffalo minus the sixteen. Is that what you guys have? And under forty-seven. Uh, I'll do plus seventeen. Keep it at at that minus seventeen. Um, because who knows? It could be um a, I would say uh doing the numbers could be. I see it as. Let's say 24 7. Um, 24 7. That's plus 18, right? Brands fried just late. 24 7 17. So, yeah. But yeah. I see the I see the spread going up. I think people are going to bet Buffalo. I, I think you can get to 20. It's right. possible. It's possible. So, bet that now. Actually, by the point. So, if it is 24 7. You get uh, minus 16 under 47 because Houston's not going to score. That's just the way McDermott thinks. He wants the attitude. They're supposed to win the Super Bowl. Pagula and his gold-digging Asian wife, they're already saying they won the Super Bowl and negotiating like they won the Super Bowl. So that's the mindset for McDermott. Again, a home game post-COVID. Everybody's happy to be out for games post-COVID. Crazy Buffalo Mafia. And think about that. So you're up there in the Northeast, Scott. Uh, The whole Buffalo Mafia, right? The ones who can't get in the game are all going to the uh, Foxwoods. You know those sports books in there and just laying lumber on Buffalo with a minus number. And like you're saying, you may get it up to I think the highest was like 22. Yeah, no, I think the Patriots had a 22 point spread. Yeah, against Jackson. Right when they were really good. Yeah, I think it was like Super that. Bowl year. Yep. Yep. 2018. Yeah, 2018 Super Bowl year, the year before Brady left. They were like plus 22 against Jacksonville. Right, and listen, listening to the Patriots in their Super Bowl years, Brady, Gronk, all them, they said it's absolutely nuts up there. It's crazy. When the fans get into it, it's it's deafening up there. So, and if the Bills jump on Houston, like I think they're going to, it's going to get really noisy and really ugly up there pretty quick for, for Houston. So, so the consensus 
uh, ESBC podcast, sports betting podcast pick is going to be Buffalo. Buy it off that key number now, tonight, or while you're listening to the podcast. Uh, and it's going to be under 47. Livestream's got it. Uh, Apple, uh, all those, I, about 10 of the podcast platforms, I uh, posted right away. The others will be uh, tomorrow morning. But where you're listening to the podcast or watching live streams on YouTube, the live portion, uh, on the other side, I'll post it tomorrow. Uh, once you hear our voice, bet Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Under the 47. Uh, Arizona at the Rams. Two hot teams, two undefeated teams, two teams that have been studying each other all summer. Uh, Arizona has a lot of weapons. AJ Green, I think it's industry because he's coming back, but nobody can cover him. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I thought he was the heart and soul of that Houston team, got him to the playoffs. They should have beat Kansas City in that championship game, up by 26 points in the middle of the second quarter. Yeah. Before the punter takes off, right? That's that's the analogy I use. Yeah. The analytics It's not working football. But the yeah. client and a half was a math PhD from MIT who has a World Series ring, the St. Louis Cardinals. She told me math does not work. Analytics does not work in football. And that's a perfect example of why it does not. Uh, Plus four now. People are are, are, are are bending the Rams because now it's at five in some places. Um, look for this line to inflate. LA inflated line, same like San Francisco inflated line. If this gets to seven, um, bet Arizona. I'm going to bet the over 55. And I'm going to look at the line, but regardless, I'm going to bet Arizona because this should be a crazy division game that's going to go down to the wire. Uh, if a quarterback makes three first downs with his legs, team wins 70% of the time. Kyler Murray hasn't hurt yet. He's running a lot. All right. Yeah. Uh, that gives Arizona an advantage. Stafford is going to be a statue back there. Uh, Arizona defense line is going to get after him. It's going to be different than when you've been seeing from the Rams. I think the Rams still win at the end. They'll have a play in the back pocket to win in the end, but this is going over all the way, just the way the, the game last week was going. So I'm going to go Arizona uh, minus whatever it is an hour before kickoff. Right now it's plus four, actually plus five already over the 55. What do you think, Scott? I'm in agreement. Over, for sure. I think it's going to be a track meet game. Um, how much did the Rams put into last week's game plan in terms of beating the world champs, Tampa Bay? Right. I think it's going to come down to the last second field goal. I think the Rams had the advantage at home, for sure. Right. Um, but I, I'm with you. I think it's going to be – this is a classic 34-31 written all over type of game. Um, I think both teams are going to be able to throw the ball. I think Kyle is going to run for some first downs. I think he might run for one or two touchdowns down the red zone. Um, I look for all the major weapons to get going. Cooper Cup's going to be still be here. Um, I see DeAndre Hopkins getting back on track. I see AJ Green catches the ball. 
it's going to be a passing game by far. Both quarterbacks could go close to 400 yards passing right. easily. So I, I think the Rams, I would take the Rams on the money line. I would take, uh, I think the spread's going to go up from here. I think it's going to be probably six at kickoff. Right. I would take Arizona in that case. So I would go Rams, money line, Arizona minus, uh, Arizona plus the points right now. And it's definitely going over. This could be a 65-point game. Uh, right. And look for, I haven't had the time for it, but I do notice it in Vegas sometimes. And I do notice it with certain apps. Some are <laughs> apps try to take you. It might put it like Paulie in the Sopranos might pull it at the Rams uh, minus eight. Go Arizona, right? Check, yeah, check absolutely. for that. Drop around. <laughs> yeah, right. This, this is going to be a close division game. This is for control of that division. Both teams right. are undefeated. San Francisco's not playing well right now, and Seattle's not playing well. So they could get a two game, you know, one game over the other team, but a two game lead on the rest of the division very easily. So. This is a huge game for both teams. So yeah, and if you watch Oregon State play plus one, get Chad's brother take off, get all those yardage, but the other team is playing man. Yep. I don't think Clingsbury is past saying, "Oh, they want to fire me." This and that, uh, keeping his job and telling Kyler Murray every time they play man just for this division game because it it kind of piqued my interest. Where Urban Meyer once they got the lead, they started running plus one. Lawrence, because he's there all day, and everybody, like, from Belichick to Satan to Carroll, doesn't think the quarterback can beat him with his legs and trying to mitigate it with a Hurts or a Wilson, right? Their guy, Lawrence. But in a division game, on the road, SoFi Stadium, not getting called with the rest, Clingsbury is not past saying Murray. Every time you see man, take off, brother. <laughs> and, and also <laughs> – I call this game the macho coach game because right. McVay wants to be the smartest coach in the, in the, in the league. And so does Kingsbury. So they right. both want to be, so they both were like, Oh, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to show the rest of the league that I'm the best coach and the you know, smartest coach in the league. So this is the macho coach game as far as I'm concerned. So, right. No, that's a good point. I wasn't thinking about that. Uh, they both run the air raid. So McVay say, Hey, my dad was a general manager in this league. I came up through the Gruden Mafia, right? Uh, I know how to run the real NFL version of the air raid. You're just a college coach from Texas Tech who can't score in the red zone, right? And you've never had a winning record. I took a team to the Super Bowl. You haven't even had a winning record yet. I'm going to outsmart you, outbeat you, right? And then Raheem Morris there. You got to throw him into the mix. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I totally totally agree. Uh, tough division game. It's going to be a close game. You know, Rams put a lot out there. You know, big game with, with Tampa Bay. Um, I think both coaches are going to show their hand offensively, like you said, macho game. They're going to put all the cards out there, which is going to lead to the over. A lot of boomers and points scored. Um, so yeah, AZ plus five. I think you wait on that LA inflated line, biggest betting market in the world. That's going to jump that number up, wait before kickoff, maybe get, get you a seven, seven and a half, and uh, over 55 looks good. 100, 100%. 100%. Very interesting, right? Uh, both air, air rate 
white coaches with Vance uh, Joseph is a defense coordinator for Arizona, both uh, defensive coordinators who used to be secondary coaches as their defensive coordinators going after each other. And the other thing about I'll add about Arizona, they're going to have a trick play. Same way uh, college teams have trick plays for bowl games and rivalry games. Clinsbury's going to have trick plays for division games. And being the college coach that he is, at one point, either it's always defenses get tired in the second half of the second quarter, right? And then second half of the third quarter and the whole fourth quarter. During those time periods, Clinsbury runs tempo. So they get fast up to the line, right? Uh, if you see eight guys in the box, you're going to throw it. If you see a three-man front or seven guys in the box, you're going to run it and just run tempo fast, getting that Rams defense tired. And again, um, uh, as good as Donald is, once he gets a sack or two, his uh, tackles he needs to get his bonus and for his contract, he's going to the sideline taking a breather. And Darnold's backup is coming in there. So the defensive line of the Rams is going to be just as tired as the USC defensive line was when Chance's brother wore him out last Saturday at the Coliseum. All right. So what, Chance there? Talking to someone. Chad's either talking to Chance or some hot girl. Which is it, Chad? (laughs) Did you guys ask, are we on a game right now? Yeah, yeah. So who are you talking to, a hot girl or Chance? Or both? No, I'm here. I'm at. I'm at. I'm at chances. Uh, <laughs> what, what game you guys on? Hot girl. We're in between. I think we're in between <laughs> games. Game. Yeah, we're between games. Oh, okay. So Good. next game is Seattle, right? So the consensus pick is Arizona. Plus, uh, the, the plus number. Am I right, Scott? Yes. And over fifty-five. Yes. Yep. All right, so the next game is going to be uh, San Francisco at home for the second week in a row against the Seattle Seahawks, another uh, very close division game. Is San Francisco um, minus three in the over-under 52, almost blindly, without doing any research, watching this chat, I would go plus four. Seattle, right? For Seattle and uh, Ken Norton was talking to the press. What does that mean? That this defense is going to be run by Coach Carroll this week. (laughs) Whenever Coach Carroll runs that defense, the game's going under. Uh, It's an old school game, right? It's really Shanahan's dad against Carroll. it's going to be old school to the death. Uh, it's going to go under the 42. So I'm going to go plus four Seattle. Should be a close game. Probably it's going to be uh, 24-21 either team. It's early in the season where they have defensive depth. This game will go over later in the season when both defenses have less 
depth, even though San Francisco has a few injuries on that defense. And I see under the 42. So Seattle plus four, getting it off that key number. Salesmen think short-term, businessmen and women think long-term, right? Uh, under 52 plus four Seattle. What do you think, Scott? Seattle loses this there's three games out in the division. It won't happen. It can't, I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I say under the 52 as well. Um, if Pete Carroll is, is, in fact, running the defense this week, which in all likelihood he is. He probably right. he was not happy with last week's performance. They're going to run the ball a lot. I think they're going to get Carson involved early. I think they're going to uh, run to set up the pass. I think Russell Wilson's going to uh, going to have to perform some magic in the third and fourth quarter. So I see a 24-21 game. I see Seattle winning the game. Um, as we said about Minnesota last week, I don't think Seattle can go to one and three and have a shot at winning the division or making the playoffs. So um, Seattle and under. Um, I think it's going to be – San Francisco wants to play defense and run the ball. Obviously, they want to run the ball a lot. Um, they had to get away from it last week because Green Bay, Green Bay's defense is not as good as Seattle's defense is, I don't believe. So no. I, don't, I don't think San Francisco is going to score 28. I think they're going to be in the, the 17 to 21 range. Um, so I, I see a, a 21-17, 24-21. See Russell Wilson pulling out in the end and leading Seattle to a victory. And getting back in the NFC West, so hundred percent. And then uh, number two rule of betting: always do your research. So even though I feel that blindly, we agree. Uh, I think it's going to help San Francisco a little bit, but to know why we can pick these games at a high percentage, uh, the defensive coordinator for Green Bay is Joe Barry. Right. And Joe Barry's Tampa 2, that yep. same defense, the same defense, Tampa 2 uh, zone. Uh, maybe get after it with some light defensive linemen, good defensive end, uh, hard coming off the edge. What does it sound like? Tampa Bay with JPP, right? They all run the same defense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and, all right. So you say, Joe, what, uh, Josh, what does that mean? Well, first training camp. I saw, well, I saw training camps before that. So I would say maybe my sixth year of going to tra training camp, this place in Tampa called Pepin Root Stadium, which is where University of Tampa, where the Bucks used to have preseason. And I didn't know what I was looking at, but was I was seeing Monty Kiffin, right? Lane Kiffin, Mississippi, right? Tampa 2 defense, which is not a defense, it's a coverage. It's just zone defense, primarily zone. Uh, John Lynch was the safety. Derek Brooks was the middle linebacker. Uh, defensive back coach, Herm Edwards, head coach at Arizona State, longtime coach with the Jets, linebackers coach. Lovey Smith, who's a defensive coordinator for Houston right now. Defensive line coach, Rod Marinelli, who's around. I think Rod Marinelli is in uh, Oakland or someplace. He's still in the league. Defensive assistants, Tomlin, who's the head coach at Pittsburgh, and Joe Barry, 
who's a defensive coordinator for your Green Bay Packers, right? So San Francisco can see that same kind of defense again. Uh, I think they're saving that running game for them. Can't trust Garoppolo. Can't even trust him if you look him on the sideline because of his impulse control issues. I say he has impulse control issues because my wife's been a therapist for 17 years. And people who have uh, sexual deviancy like Jameis Winston and Garoppolo, well, who cares that he goes out with prostitutes, but getting caught with porn stars in public, right, says you have impulse control issues. You can't control stuff. So they can't trust them with a lot of the playbooks. That's why he served up that interception in the Super Bowl. We predicted and Kansas City covered. Same thing here. That's why this game's going under Seattle plus four. Chad, what do you think, brother? Yeah, I agree with you guys. Seattle, I think you get them at least plus three and a half. I think if you wait on this line, I think some Silicon Valley money comes in. <laughs> some, some people bet blindly on the 49ers. Some billionaire comes in, puts a hundred grand blindly on the 49ers. Get your, get your three and a half. Seattle, they're going to be in this. going to be down to the wire. They're If they lose, it's going to be by a last-second field goal. So Seattle plus three and a half, you're good there. Under 52. Division game, both teams going to run the ball. And, uh, you know, Carroll, with defensive coach, his corporate governance, I like that game. I like that division game to go under. Right. Even though we get a high percentage, it's like uh, – if, if San Francisco had won that game last week, this spread would be six. Right. No doubt about it. It goes up to seven, eight, whatever. Yep. Yep. Uh, Ronald Reagan said smart people take something difficult, make it easy. Dumb people make something – uh, easy and make it hard. It's an easy concept. There's so much money involved that it doesn't really change. And it's hard for people to change anyways. But we're monetizing it. We're documenting it. putting it on tape for people to watch. And we're, we're anticipating it before it happens. Most importantly, we're executing. We're going right there on the app. When I see that, boom, betting, right? So you get that margin between 52.5, 70%. And then what do you do? You allow your wife with a bit pay card to pay for gasoline, expensive stuff. So why? So we can watch more football <laughs> versus Lifetime movies. Uh, what do you think, Scott? I think the wrong team is favored on this. I think this is uh, the man taking advantage of impulse people with uh, – Recency bias, right? Uh, Ravens are plus one at Denver. And let me check on that total in that game because you have two defensive-minded coaches, old-school coaches who run it to death and have made a lot of money on the under. So I'm going to go with the Ravens on the money line. I hate to do it because last week, one of my failures was underestimating Teddy Bridgewater. Mm -hmm. Average score of an NFL game is 45. That's the line. I'm going to buy num the number. Salesmen think short-term, businessmen think long-term, and make it 46. So I'm going to go Ravens on the money line, 
uh, under 46. What are your thoughts, Scott? So my first question is, who have the Broncos played yet? They played the Giants, the Jaguars, the Jets. Right. You can't take anything from any of those games because right. they were basically over at halftime. So I agree with you. Can they stop Lamar? They can. Are they going to? Probably not. He's probably going to run 75 yards, throw in a couple of touchdowns, maybe a touchdown pass. Um, the Ravens would have won bigger by bigger last week, but Marquise Brown dropped a boatload of passes last week. So um, I like the Ravens in this spot. Um, I like the under for sure. I think the Ravens want to run the ball. I think the reason why the spread is how it is is because of the altitude and Denver's 3-0. The Ravens have had a much tougher time the first three weeks than, than the Broncos have. So I like the Ravens and Lamar. I think Lamar is, is going to run the ball a lot. I think he's going to have a lot of success. Um, I think he gets to the outside of the, of the line on the outer, outer half of the field. I think he can, he can make, do some damage. Um, so I like Lamar big in this game. I think he's going to throw the ball very well. And I think he's going to run the ball extremely well. And I think the Ravens are going to, are going to win a 21, 13 game some, somewhere in that, that aspect. And Teddy Bridgewater is going to have to, going to have to prove that he's the quarterback that he's been the first three weeks. So. Right. And the thing about sports betting too, right? Cause we listen to all the podcasts. You'll have a PhD in sports betting. They even have a class, University of Ohio, you can take a class in sports betting because the same, it's just like the stock market. I think it's a better, I think, I think the sports betting market is a more uh, ethical market than, than the stock market is right now. And it's easier to figure out. It's easier to figure out uh, the sports betting market than uh, complex derivatives. That if you put a gun to my head, um, I could probably do some. But right now it's been easy, right? Tesla, Amazon, right? You don't have to be a genius, right? Smart people make something difficult easy. But you do look like a week ahead. And me, I had discipline. Even though I told Chad, go ahead and do it. I had discipline. I did not take USF, the USF pulls at BYU plus 24. But watching that game is how I picked this game because I saw the USF offense run tempo and tire out the BYU defense that plays in altitude over there at, um, in Utah. And Utah, uh, BYU was faking injuries, right? Brigham Young, Brigham Young University. I forgot the town they're in. Uh, they were faking injuries at the end. We were running tempo and could have won the game. Long and lost by eight. <laughs> One play, two-point conversion would have been fine. Lamar Jackson's going to tire out those defensive linemen from Denver. And they're on the field too long. They were playing bad teams, and they were on the field too long. So eventually, this is a long year too. Denver, the family's going to sell the team, so they're lowering labor costs. What does it mean to us? It means they don't have backups. So when that defense is tired, they're tired. No matter – what grade of a defensive coordinator Fangio is or tired. Right. What are your thoughts, Chad Nola? Yeah, I, I think that this line is completely wrong to Denver. Recency bias. Um, 
Baltimore should be favored. I think Baltimore on the money line to win this game under 45. I think it's not going to be too high scoring at all. Um, I agree with you guys completely on that one. Nice. Bet it now. Bet it now. Bet it right now. Bet it now. Because it's going to be. Some some people listen to our podcast. It's going to flip. It's probably going to be – it's going to get up there. My and you don't want it to let it get over that key number. It's going to get up to maybe minus three Baltimore. I'd say. Right. I'll give I give you the example of week one. I got to Vegas. Washington was getting points. I bet right. it right away. Even though Washington lost, I bet it right away because by Friday, that was totally flipped and it was Washington was giving away points. So, bet it now. It's going to change. So when you hear our our a podcast live live stream, bet it now. That's what I'm doing. I'm bending it now. All right. Steelers at Green Bay, right? We got that right, Scott? Yes. Yep. Steelers at Green Bay. Over under is 45. And from the start of the season, so this is going to be late game uh, Sunday. Scott from preseason is telling me how bad Big Ben looks, like he's done. And he hasn't done anything to change the opinion how bad he looks. Uh, good running game. Juju Smith is always hurt. Uh, defense is good. He's trying to get it like uh, Belichick, elite-level defense. Tomlin, remember, he was on that staff. And the whole, the whole defense staff, except for Monty Kaplan, it's funny enough, ended up being uh, hit coaches. Tomlin's there. Uh, he's a defensive guy to the, to the hilt. Uh, he graduated cum laude from the Citadel University, military university. Very, very smart man. Very good uh, defensive strategist. Green Bay. Uh, at home, uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, preparing for life after football. He's going to be an actor and he's going to host Jeopardy. He's got it all set. <laughs> Figure this game out for me, Scott. What do you think? Big Ben can't get the ball more than five yards past the line of scrimmage. That's Najee Harris had 14 catches last week on 19 targets. That means he's dumping the ball down completely. Right. He's not even looking to go downfield consistently like he was even five years ago, four years ago, before his elbow surgery. So having said that, I think the Packers game plan on defense is going to be very simple. Crowd the line of scrimmage, crowd, get it up as much as they can, and make Big Ben throw it deep and make him try to beat him deep. And I don't think he's going to do it. I think Green Bay's got, you know, Devontae Adams is back as probably a top two or three wide receiver in the NFL. He's had two great games. I think Rodgers' plan is starting to work, getting him involved early and often. Um, you know, he had a huge game in San Francisco. That last drive, he, he caught both passes, long passes. I think they're running the ball well. I think they're playing well as a team. I think defensively, they're going to limit the Steelers. I, I think they're going to blitz Big Ben, 
make them get the ball out early. I I can see the Packers winning by 10 points in this game. Late game, Lambeau Field. Uh, Steelers are not the same team as they were even two or three years ago. Um, they're in a decline. Cincinnati game last week was perfect example of that. Um, you know, they always beat Cincinnati last week. Right. Didn't have any answers to, to combat Cincinnati. So I think Aaron Rodgers is going to throw the ball around the field. I think they're going to mix in the run. I think Green Bay is going to win 27-17 somewhere in that ballpark. Um, what's the over-under point-wise? 45. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to just barely be, be under. Um, but I think Green Bay wins the game. I think they cover the spread. So that, right. that's Yeah, looking at the situation, Joe Barry, right? Our guy Joe Barry on that staff. So you got two guys. So the same defense is going to be run. So when you're looking at this game, right, because you got to uh, – I turned the volume off because I watched so many football, so much football. I've been to, you know, 37 at 38 <laughs> – Training camps throughout my life. Uh, I watch with the volume off because if you get good strategy, you often don't. It's about winning the game, right? It's about giving you a chance, whatever. The strategy we talk about here on the podcast is about who's going to cover the spread, right? And uh, making things, remember, Ronald Reagan said this uh, intelligent people make something hard. And turn it easy. Dumb people take something easy and turn it hard. You're looking for pattern recognition, which is math. I know math been taught erroneously in this country, making people think it's about calculations. It's about pattern recognition and seeing the same movie all over again. Both teams are going to be running the same movie, right? Champ Shack Redemption, right? You see the movie all the time. They're both running the same movie on defense. Tomlin was on that staff that I told you about uh, when Tony Dungy was the head coach. Joe Barry, right? Joe Barry and Tomlin, both running the same exact defense. Steelers are having problems scoring. Joe Barry was bringing there to fix the defense from Pettit, right? former Buffalo Bills head coach, good defensive coordinator, couldn't do anything. Well, he did. He had a team that made it to the uh, championship game. But they want a Super Bowl defense. They want a lead defense against a struggling offense. Uh, remember, you, you identify what's going on. You use math. We just did pattern recognition. Then you use logic all the way until you get to that conclusion, right? We can teach – Joe Judge or whatever his name is, how to make decisions. That's how you make a decision. Decision science. You see the book back there uh, next to the West Coast Offense book. That's what's used by Fortune 10 companies to make decisions. So using that, we're going with the Green Bay Packers uh, minus seven under 46. We're going to buy it off that key number. What do you think, Chad Nolan? Yeah, I agree with you guys. I like um, I like Green Bay to win the game and cover that spread. And uh, yeah, I think with Ben, I mean, I don't tr- I don't think Pittsburgh's going to score much. And they're going to shut him down. I think the game goes under the forty-five. Um, yeah, so I'm right there. Buy it up to that. Get it off forty-five. Get buy it up to forty-six. 
and uh, minus six and a half. Um, get the Packers because I, I think that one might go up. I'd get that six and a half before it gets over seven, seven and a half over the key number. Right. Bet that now. Bet that now. And also, the thing with the Ravens, too, that we talked about that, sports betting just been legalized in Virginia. So they're going over to that casino betting the Ravens blindly. Um, and the same thing in Michigan. So probably Northern Virginia has more money than the suburbs of Michigan. All right, so the consensus ESBC podcast picks is – Six and a half minus 6.5 Green Bay under the 46. We're going to buy that number. And Big Ben is kind of like the opposite of Zach Wilson, Hertz, and everybody else. Uh, they're on the upswing, and they suck right now. Big Ben's on the downswing, and he sucks right now. So we're going to monetize it while we can. Next one is going to be the big game. So we're going to go through our New England Patriots expert. We are four and two in New England Patriots games. That's 66%, 52%, 52.5% is break even. So we've monetized those games. Thank you, Scott. What do you think? Break down this game for us. Make sense of it for us. It's, uh, I think the Bucks are favorite. Let's see what is it now. Is it eight? Something like that, pretty close to that. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, depends where you go. Some places have it at eight. Some places have it at uh, six and a half. So that's a big range there. Yeah. So it depends where you go. I'm sure I'm sure it's this, it's this no, it's not going to be like this. I'm just making an uh, exaggeration to make a point. Right, but if we went to the win Boston sportsbook and it was open, what would it be though? Because they like Brady, right? So they, New England loves Brady. New England absolutely loves him. So yeah, so um, probably Bucks minus seven. Yeah, something, something in that range. So um, here it is: is who who was in, who was uh, responsible for the dynasty? Was it Brady? Right. Was it Belichick? So this is this is the game. You know, it's collaboration is capitalism. Yeah, <laughs> craft kept, kept them together as long as they were. Yeah, so I think I think Brady's going to come in here, and I think they're going Tampa Bay's going to win the game. I I think they're going to win by ten to fourteen. I think um, you know Brady wants to show um, everybody watching the game, involved in the organizations that he was the, the person responsible for the dynasty that, that right. was created up here. Um, I think he's been circling this game ever since it came on a schedule got released. Tampa's going to throw the ball. They're going to throw the ball all over the field. I think Arians is the type of coach where he's going to say, okay, Tom, this is your game. You do what you need to do to win the game. He's going to allow Brady to call plays at the line of scrimmage. He's going to allow him to do a lot of stuff. Um, so I see Gronk, Antonio Brown, Godwin, and Evans having big games. I think Brady throws from close to 400 yards. So if you get a player prop on Brady anywhere in the three to 325 range, I think you take the over on it. Um, I think New Orleans exposed the defense for the Patriots last week. I think I think they showed that 
there are some things you can do with success. Um, you know, Belichick's a proud man, proud coach. He's going to try to limit Brady, but I think Tampa's got too many weapons. You want to take away Godwin, he'll go to Evans. You want to take away Evans, he'll go to Brown. And I think Brady, who knows Belichick better than Brady? Probably right. nobody, probably nobody. So I think he knows what's coming at him. I think he knows what Belichick's going to do. Um, I think he's going to be ready. And I, I think he wants to show everybody that he's the man responsible for the dynasty. Won't ever say it. Won't ever come out no. inside. His dad already had an interview. He, he basically said that. His trainer right. had an interview. He basically right. already said that. So um, yeah, the, the belly cheat has not involved. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're trying to take shots at Belichick. And, and Belichick is, you know, well, I'm not talking about that. It's about Tampa Bay. It's not about one guy. So right. um, I think Tampa Bay wins the game by 14. And I think the game goes over. I think that's over. what's going to happen. I don't think it's going to be a track meet like the Rams-Tampa game was last week. But I think Tampa is going to put mid-30s up on the board, maybe possibly 40. So that's where I see the game going. Yeah. Uh, I could be living in the past. That's what Guerrero would tell me. But I feel that having the rookie quarterback, uh, knowing that Tampa Bay has all those weapons, right? Belichick's going to do the same thing he tried to do with the Rams in the Super Bowl. Rush eight play eight back, and dare Brady to run. Now, Brady's smart. He understands that if a quarterback can make three first downs with his legs, it went 70% of the time. Yep. Of course, we've been watching Brady for 20-plus years. I remember Brady when he came off the bench in Michigan for Lloyd Carr, watching him play back in the day. Yep. Brady's smart, so he has Guerrero set him up running sprints so he can get exactly one first down with his legs. And that's when they play man. Yeah. So uh, again, that's their philosophy. Now, Belichick is like Carol. Carol, reading the, the Carol book, doing my research, doing my due diligence. Carol says, I'm never going to change. I'm just going to run that defense. And they win a ton of Super Bowls. Belichick, I mean, how many coaches won Super Bowl? Not a lot because what? Belichick has seven of them. Carroll has three national titles, one Super Bowl, and another appearance there at the Super Bowl. Uh, saying that Belichick's not going to change. Uh, and and it, bring, it does bring Sam this, because I have a good friend of mine who died of COVID this year, Mike James. And... He told me when he played for the New Orleans Saints, he played with Pat Swilling. You know, he's the one that taught me there's no such thing as halftime adjustments. Just once you get off the field, the coaches say, what did you see? What did you see? And he talks about the time when uh, he was playing against Brady. <laughs> and he sacked Brady, right? His, his career thing. And it's because Pat Swilling gave him, gave him a signal, and he went in, and he sacked him. Um, so I see something like that happening, even though that was 25 years ago. Uh, I see something like that happening where basically with the Rams, uh, the, yeah, what the Bucks did to Kansas City in the Super Bowl, 
uh, Pittsburgh zone blitz crate, where he's going to throw blitzes at Brady. He doesn't know where they're coming from. Uh, put eight deep, two shell, two high safeties, keeping everything in front of them, right, to keep the game close because he knows he has a quarterback mismatch. His quarterback looks like Zach Wilson, looks like Hertz, looks like Davis yeah. Mills, yeah. looks like Trevor Lawrence, where the speed of the game is just too fast. Yeah. Same thing for Mac. So that's going to be running behind the Georgia left guard. And the Bucks have a, a light defensive front. Yeah, and I, the other thing I would I would point to is you already the game's already going to be bet and stuff. How well can Brady hold his emotions in? Right. And how well control can he perform on that first drive? You know the butterflies are going to be there. You know right. all the emotions are going to be there. Can he handle that? And if he can handle that, then. The people that bet Tampa Bay and the over may be in good position, right? If you can't, then the people that again bet the bet the over probably will not be in a good position. I just think he'll be able to. I think he's been in this this game so long. I think he'll be able to, and I I just think he's going to throw the ball all over the field. I I just I don't think they're going to be able to run against the Patriots, so that's why I think he's going to have to throw. And I think Belichick's going to say. Dink and dunk down the field. That's what you're going right. to have to do. Exactly. So, right. And that's, that's what I think is going to keep the game under. And I could see Tampa having a big lead and maybe the Patriots getting a couple of meaningless points in the fourth quarter because they're yeah. not going to give up. Uh, also, before we go to Chad Nolan to break the tie, uh, going into one of the reasons Brady picked Tampa Bay, other than the fact that it doesn't have any uh, – Income tax, income tax yeah. in personal income tax. The fact that uh, Brian Leftwich, the offense coordinator, and Bruce Arians, the head coach, are going to let Brady. I mean, at his point, he calls the plays, right? But or you know, it's a collaboration. They say capitalism is by collaboration, so they collaborate on plays. But strategically, fifty percent of the offense is. Brady. That's why you see those old school Lloyd Carr Michigan plays with three tight ends. I'm like, oh, I remember that Michigan. Oh, that's a college play. Yeah, those and, are Brady I, plays. and I feel like Arians has already said to him, this is your game, Tom. Exactly. It's, it's, it's usually your game, <laughs> but this is 100% your game. You call everything at the line of scrimmage what you think is the best play because right. they know this game means so much to him that they all right. Arians He's got 20, years, 20 years. Yeah. Right? And he hasn't decreased at all. The, a detail. I was listening to Belichick's best friend, Nick Satan. And he was saying in a uh, news conference, he doesn't say anything. That's for a reason. And I guess it was for recruits, right? Because he switches out offensive coordinator every year. He says, the basic shell of the offense is designed by me. And I'm thinking to myself, Usually defensive guys that do that, complete disaster. But this is Satan and Belichick. They're the same guy. They've been friends for years. The offseason, they meet to strategize and to make tweaks to evolve. <laughs> As Guerrero would say. But they really devolve on defense because they're defensive guys, not offensive guys. Yeah, but uh, before we go to Chad, the, the last yeah. thing I'll mention is 
we say this game means a lot to Brady. It means an enormous amount to Belichick too, because he yeah. doesn't want to be shown up by Brady. He doesn't want Brady to come in here and beat him big. So I think they're gonna their offense is gonna play their best game of the year Sunday night, and I think right. they're gonna. Score 21, 24 points somewhere in that ballpark. So my point, Brady, obviously, he's an intelligent man, uh, business owner, smart guy. Graduated from Michigan. Michigan's a tough, yep. good score. Yep. So I'm extrapolating, right, that if Satan has the best shell of the offense, so does Belichick. Brady does that to heart. Yep. And giving that information to Todd Balls. That's right. what really that basic shell and the philosophy of the Patriots offense is, man. That's the problem with being a control free. But when am I, I'm going to argue with somebody who's won eight super seven super Bowls. Yeah. You can't, $10 million can't. a year as a yeah. general manager in here. You can't argue, yeah, but right. that's in, in a situation like this where it's equal, right? Aaron's has won a super bowl. Brady's now won a super bowl without him. Yep. That could be a competitive disadvantage. What do you think? Chad Nolan, who's actually – we watched the game. He plays him. He's actually a professional football player. Chad Nolan, Las Vegas Knights. What do you think, Chad? Um, so, yeah, we're you guys are all on the Bucks, right, both you guys? No, we're opposite. He's saying <laughs> New England and the over. Or, you know, he's saying uh, Tampa Bay and the over, minus seven. I'm buying the point uh, and saying uh, – Belichick plus eight with maybe a backdoor touchdown at the end or the game ends, uh, you know, 24-17 or 24-20, Tampa Bay. So I like – And Scott's like saying the opposite. What do you think? I like the Bucks minus six and a half. I think Brady's going to beat him by a touchdown. I think he wants to win that game. I think it's important for him. I think his teammates know how important this is for him. Right. I'm expecting a big offensive performance. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, looking at the total 49, uh, you know, I got seven touchdowns there even. I think the Bucks are good for five touchdowns, and I think the Patriots are at least good for two. That puts me right at 49. I like the chances that uh, we get another field goal or something to get it over that 49. Um, I see the Bucks scoring at least five touchdowns. And um, like Scott said, you know, the Patriots aren't trying to get embarrassed. I think, you know, with that, they know they have to score points. They're saving their best offensive scheme for this game. Therefore, I think they get at least 14, if not 17, 21, and make this go over. So, so you guys are going to bail me out on this one. Somebody's going to score a touchdown late in this game to put it put it over. Right. I don't it know. Could be, it, it could be that backdoor cover. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. Someone's going to. They're going to play this one till the end, no matter what the score is. Nice. Nice. So you guys are going to bail me out here. So I'm probably thinking in the past. <laughs> this is not the 2018 Patriots or the 2019 Patriots or the 2020 Patriots. This is the 2021 Patriots. This is the 2021 Bucks. And the consensus podcast picks is Tampa Bay. Minus seven, or are we going to go six and a half? Six and a half, I would go. All right, so New England minus six and a half, over 49. 
All right, so I'm going to buy from my position, and I'm going to go with the opposite. But the consensus pick is uh, Tampa Bay minus six and a half over 49. And watch out for that backdoor score at the end of the game. We all agree on it. It's going to be some sort of score late. I think maybe Tampa Bay has a lead, and, and uh, they scored a touchdown at the end. These guys are saying – or Tampa's uh, going to get the ball with four minutes left, and Brady's going to say, I'm going to drive down the field and score a touchdown just to put the middle the coffin. So. Make, yeah, to make a point. And yep. Chad had a good point, right? He knows a lot of this. You know, he's actually on teams. And he's saying um, that the guys around uh, Brady know this is a big game for him. Brady's basically a coach. He's the one that runs the offensive training camp and lifts the guys up. Uh, so the players are going to respond for him. I'll give you one more little factoid on this game. Tom Brady has beaten every team except the Patriots <laughs> in yeah. the NFL. Got it. So that's another thing that you, everybody knows Brady. This goes through his mind. This right. is the only franchise I've never beaten in the NFL. So I'm going to do everything I can to beat them. So. And for his legacy, right? Yep, exactly. All right. So that would make it, say, right now, uh, national games are seven and one to the over. Yeah, because we started last week six and zero to the over. So now it's uh, Carolina Houston was the only one, I think, right? Right, so that that means eight and one to the over. So this one, you guys are saying over. Las Vegas and the Chargers is going to be Monday night. Uh, it's going to be a home game for the Raiders. No, it's at the Chargers, I think. It's at the Chargers. So far, Stadium in Inglewood, there's going to be more Raider fans in Chargers. When it's in San Diego, more Raider fans would show up than Chargers fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's minus three over under is 52 and a half. So by this time, it would be based on our predictions here in the podcast, it would be nine and two to the over. Um, I was thinking this all along, but I, I would say a regression to the mean under 53. I think right now the Raiders division game. It's a coaching mismatch. You have a person who's only been a coordinator for a year. Now suddenly he's a head coach. Uh, They play a physical game against Kansas City. They got to be beat up playing the Raiders. Raiders are beat up. but It's a coaching mismatch. The Super Bowl uh, winning coach, John Gruden, against the first-year head coach, home field advantage, between the two stadiums, we're talking about close to $9 billion. Uh, recency bias has the Chargers at three and a half, four. So I'm going to play three sides of this. I am going to go with the Raiders plus four money line. And under right now, it is at 
53. Yeah, yeah, I think that's too high. So I'll I'll check if it's going to go higher than that. But I like I like it to go under the 53, and the Raiders to win the game um, outright. Uh, Chargers have a lot of yards. They have problems in the red zone. And that's where the Raiders play their best defense. So corporate governance, revision uh, uh, to the mean, Raiders plus four, money line under 53. What do you think, Scott? So I think the charges went all out last week against Kansas City at Kansas City. Um, to win that game. So I, I think they're going to come down a little bit off of that. Um, I agree with you. Both teams have scored like crazy this year. They're, they're cl- close to over 30 points in most, most of their games. I think that's going to come down a little bit. I think it's going to be a 27-24 game. I think it's going to barely go under the under. Um, and I like the Raiders too. I think the Raiders are – the Raiders are the best team in that division right now. By, right. you know, the Raiders are the best team. Chargers are the second best team. So I think this is going to be a really good game. I, I, I think it's going to be a 27-24. I think Gruden's going to play really well. I think their defense is playing uh, decent in spots. Um, point totals are deceiving with them. They get after the quarterback. They play really well. Right. The Chargers just make mistakes. They just make mistakes down the stretch in games that, that have cost them. That's been their recent history. So um, I'll go with you. I'll, I'll take the Raiders, and they, they're getting points. It's even better. Um, and it's not, a, it's not a long, long way for them to go. And I think that that stadium is going to be filled with Raiders fans. So I think it's going to be like a home game for them. Um, I think the Chargers are going to have to slow the Raiders down on offense. I think they're going to have to keep the ball, so I think they're going to run a little bit more than usual. Um, but I do think they have weapons across the board in, in the receiving game. So um, I would go 27-24 Raiders. I would think there's going to be a defensive stand in, in the fourth quarter that, that's going to help the Raiders. Um, Gruden's been calling great games. Derek Carr's been phenomenal. He's on MVP level right now. He's thrown for 380 yards in each game. Um, so I, I I think he's going to throw a lot again um, because they can't run the ball, especially with Jacobs out. So, um, but I think they're going to, they're going to control the game, line of scrimmages both ways. So I, I see a three point game field goal at the end. I see the end of coming in just barely. So. Yeah. So the Chargers, yeah, the Chargers have scored 16 against the Washington team. Team that hasn't been able to stop anybody. 20 against Dallas. Dallas is, is in a world beater defense. And then 30 against Kansas City. All three games have gone under if you use their opening line. And then the Raiders. Uh, Raiders scored 33 against the Ravens first game of the season. Studied them all summer. Uh, 26 against Pittsburgh. And then 31 against Miami. But that was in overtime. And that Pittsburgh game was coming across the country playing at one o'clock in the afternoon. So that, you know, right. them scoring 26 and winning that game was was huge. 
gave them right. confidence going into you know the next game. So I yeah, think they're gonna beat the Chargers. They they're gonna start four and zero, and them in Dallas, the NFL loves this. With both right. teams oh, being yeah, successful. Yeah, new stadium. Yep. And this is the division game. So remember, like I say, salesmen think short term. Businessmen and women think long term. Groom's yep. won the Super Bowl. Long term thinker, the same business as his dad. All his kids are in it. But also, he's long term thinking. You're like Josh, what does it have to do with the game? Side of the What it has to do with is he gets a lead. He's not going to try to score quickly. He's going to protect the defense. He's going to bend but don't break. Let the Chargers drive down the field with their hurt, lack of depth, offensive line, and then put the clamps down in the red zone. To hold them to a field goal or turn them over. So for that many reasons, I would say Raiders and the other. What do you and think? The... We'll go Scott, then Chad. The last thing I want to say is the Chargers are going to come down off that high from Kansas City last week. So they're going right. to come back. And the Raiders played Miami last week. So there wasn't much of an emotional tie to that. So the Raiders no. are going to their emotions are going to be up. Charges are going to come down, and the Raiders are right there, and the Charges are right there. So that that's that's why I go Raiders too as well. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I agree with you guys. I like the Raiders plus four. I think it's going to be a close game, division game. Um, I think there's some bias from recency bias from the Chargers upsetting the Chiefs. Um, that game should be more like a pick em, so you're getting four points there with Oakland. And, uh, yeah, 53 is too high for this one. I think it's going to come in just under the 53. 100% agree. Uh, this is a great process we do. The Hawthorne effect is breaking down the games we've researched, um, not betting anything blindly. Checking things out, having a process for research, and, and and it's just like when you're in school. You can't. If you really want to be good, and you want to learn the subject. You don't cram before the final exam or the test. Every day you study a little bit, right? So every day I wake up, read the Boston Globe, Indianapolis Star, L.A. Times. Uh, Detroit Free Press, Chicago Tribune, Miami Herald, Tampa Bay Times, right? And do a little bit every day. If a client calls, have to work in the middle of an article, save it, make it into a PDF, and read it when you get a break. And every day, next week's preparation starts uh, tonight and tomorrow, right? And that way... You have those high margins, like Aldo used to tell me, between 52.5, 70%. You make a lot of money because the other part of it is you're making the money watching the games. Part One of the biggest part of betting at least 10 games, it's a mental health part of it, where you're not uh, rip, ripping your ticket in disgust and anger. Over one game, <laughs> you always see it in the sports, but where you know a field goal hits and you see the poor guy with a vein coming out of his neck, face is red. And like, but it's no, man, relax, have a good time. <laughs> you know, 
But you're taking care of business. You're making money. You're paying bills. You're staying married, right? <laughs> right. So that's that's in a nutshell. But you get that here that you don't get anywhere else. So we'll go final thoughts. We'll go Chan Nolan, and then Scott. What do you think, Chad? Final thoughts on this week. Another good week, man. I like the picks. I feel just as strongly this week as I did last week. I think we got another 70% week here. Um, great Hawthorne effect yesterday and love the process. I think we got some good whys here. Big time. I, I like it a lot. And, and it's really gauging your perception versus reality, doing that reality check. And that's great for all aspects, right? Because perception is 50-50. And on top of that, we're given so many gaslighting and lies that really you have to focus. Like the hand says, roll with the punches just to get to what's real. Final thoughts, Scott. So last week, as you sit and watch the games and you remember your picks, you start watching the, the results come in. And it's, right. it's a great feeling. So this week, <laughs> this week, it is, it's, it's, Phenomenal. Oh, phenomenal that 14 and five what we got in the first games yeah. i was like I, I had to check the numbers like three or four times <laughs> like whoa <laughs> this is because the games we lost and we did the hawthorne effect could have gone our way as well right right so yeah. so this week i'm with chad i feel just as strong about this week i yeah. think some of those games you need to bet now or as quickly yeah. as you can before those lines change because they're going to um you know, I, I think you just you just need to go with go with your head, go with your brain, and uh, go with the research you did, and uh, and listen to the podcast. You know, and um, and go to the window and bet, and just wait until the final gun comes up on these games, because a lot of these games are going to come down to the last four or five minutes, and you're going to be sweating them out. But just be patient, have have courage, have conviction, have confidence. Yes. And, uh, let us help you get to the 70% that, that uh, you want to. So, Exactly. Collaboration, right? Because comments say capitalists can't collaborate and proving that's wrong on this podcast. One thing before I give you Winston Churchill, the actual whys and the hows in the process. And I'm finishing up that article. Top 10 rules of betting. Hate to say it, but the way the way Belichick says it, the way Satan says says it, you know, do your job. It's a process that's more important. I'm going to go John Wooden on you. The process and the logic and the whys and the hows are actually more important than the what, the outcome. And learning from those, and then being able to get ahead and anticipate it, because right, there's nothing new under the sun. And they're not reinventing reinventing the wheel. This is football, blocking and tackling, catching it, and really emotional control, like business, right? People that have the most emotional control, emotional intelligence, are the people that make the most money. Same thing. We talked about that with Brady. We talked that with Chance Nolan, how composed he was against USC, right? So you're learning a lot. Three levels, Joseph Campbell, the intellectual level, the middle level, but we're giving you something actionable and tangible right now that's you can play equal amounts on each game to get a high percentage no parlays no teasers 
you eliminate variables and covariables to get a result. So we're not going to add any other variables we don't need, right? Like Ronald Reagan said, the theme. Uh, smart people make something difficult easy. Dumb people make something easy hard. So if you feel great about five games, bet them equally. Don't make them hard and tease them or parlay them. Have a system. Have emotional control. Have patience. This is a get rich slow scheme because we live in the greatest richest country in the world if we were in haiti or if we were in china it's you're not getting rich <laughs> and you're not having as much fun as we do but it's not philanthropy it's not uh, a moral thing a religious thing it's a business thing the more you give right the more you get back in return. I learned it when I had a restaurant in the no-name saloon, right? It was a biker bar uh, for money laundering reasons, but I gave him free food. I didn't know at the time. I was dumb, but and they protected the restaurant. So I got a lot more than the free chicken and yellow rice I was giving. <laughs> so you always get more by giving and getting. And Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC NFL Sports Betting Podcast. That's why this